Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Let me tell you about Greg Everett has coached the Olympic sport of weightlifting for almost 15 years up to the world championship level. Was a nationally competitive lifter himself. Is now an elite competitor in the tactical games. Greg is the author of Olympic Weightlifting, a complete guide for athletes and coaches and other titles and the writer, director, producer of American Weightlifting. It's a documentary. His new book is called Tough Building True Mental, Physical, and Emotional Toughness for Success and Fulfillment. Greg, welcome to the program. First time for you, I understand. It is. Thank you for having me. Good to have you with us, too. How'd you get involved in weightlifting? I bet you did this since you were a kid. Yeah, essentially, yes. I uh, started training. Uh, you know, I was involved in just about any sport you've heard of, and quite a few you probably haven't. But uh, I was always drawn to the training aspects of whatever I was doing. Uh, so, you know, from an early age, I was in the garage and doing what I could. And, you know, this is pre-internet days, of course, so a little more difficult to figure out what was going on and uh, discovered the sport of weightlifting, you know, as a teenager, but of course didn't have access to a coach or, uh, you know, a proper facility and equipment, you know, which is very specific to that sport. Uh, and I couldn't Google weightlifting coach near me, so I kind of figured my way through it for a few years and then uh you know several years later i just happened to you know have a great opportunity and ran into a uh you know really accomplished coach who became my coach and and my mentor uh, and and really helped me transition into coaching when i was done uh, lifting did you ever get hurt weightlifting uh yeah (laughs) unfortunately that's essentially what retired me was uh, I blew out my shoulder at the 2015 National Championship. Oh, God, that must have hurt. That must have hurt. Although, to be fair, uh, that sport has one of the lowest rates of acute injury of any Olympic sport. So it's it's one of those those sports that people think is is, is really dangerous and injurious, and it is actually surprisingly not. Uh, Far more injuries than, you know, field sports like football, baseball, soccer, those sorts of things. I have a friend who owns a gym here in St. Louis, Greg, and he was weightlifting years ago, and he heard something pop, and I guess he pulled out his pec muscles or something uh, by doing yeah. it. I guess the weights are too much or something happens, right? It, mine was really just a freak accident. I had never had any shoulder issues, and it really came down to me making a bad decision and fighting to save a lift that I shouldn't have tried to save. And sounded like uh, green tree branches tearing and... That arm was hanging a halfway off, so <laughs> it was a pretty extensive surgery after that one. Super. Now tell us about your book, Tough. I love this, about the power of the mind, which can be applicable to anything, not just weightlifting. Yeah, absolutely. It is, uh, it's, it's really a all-encompassing, very broad-reaching look into what I consider what true toughness is, which, uh, unfortunately, that title is going to be uh, misleading to a lot of people, and so I spent a lot of time early in the book trying to explain what exactly it is. But it, essentially what I'm looking at is how do we uh, figure out ways to experience our life uh, more with you know, more fulfilling, more meaningful experiences, uh, you know, the perspective that allows us to uh, not just make it through adversity, challenges, hardships, but actually use them to our advantage so that we come out the other end more capable, uh, more intelligent, stronger, more resilient, all these things that that all of us at least unconsciously seek, right? We seek to be 
secure and be happy and, and, mm-hmm. and be confident in ourselves. And so it's really a look at how, not only what that entails, but how we actually achieve that in a practical sense. When you say tough, what do you mean by that? Well, the short version, uh, I break it down into four elements, and that is character, capability, capacity, and commitment. Character is essentially knowing and determining who you are, your, your, your genuine identity. Um, and the corollary to that is being secure in that identity, right? So that helps us avoid all the, the silly, meaningless competition and one-upmanship and, and you know, desperate validation-seeking and that sort of thing that you know, prevents us from doing what's actually meaningful to us. Capability is just the broadest range possible and an ever-growing collection of not just physical traits, you know, in terms of athletic sort of things, but skills and knowledge. So we're trying to collect uh, as many of those things from as broad a range of experiences and disciplines as possible, because that is what allows us to be prepared for any possible unpredictable experience. And it could, and it could be toughness with men or women, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it has, that's the thing, is it's, there's, there's nothing gender-dependent about it, right? We may have, each of us may have certain traits that we're able to develop and express to a greater extent, um, but that's true within a given sex, too, right? Some men are going to be stronger than other men, regardless of how they, they train. Some women are going to be a lot stronger than some men. I, I coach primarily women in the sport of weightlifting, and uh, they would outperform quite a few men out there, so... Uh, it's really the sum total of all these different uh, traits, not just a couple specific ones that are, you know, exclusive to certain types of people. And, you know, I have found that uh, you can be tough and kind at the same time, can't you? Absolutely. In fact, if you are not kind, it is an indicator that you are not truly tough because you are very likely... uh, at least unconsciously, trying to protect your, yourself and, and uh, avoid exposing what you see as vulnerability and essentially, um, you know, creating a persona that you believe is presenting a strong, uh, you know, sense to people rather than simply recognizing that being kind, being generous, being, you know, compassionate is not betraying weakness. It is not... Uh, making you vulnerable or any of these other things that somehow, uh, you know, so many of us have, have started to believe about that. Absolutely. And uh, to be tough, people can use it in business. You can use it uh, in just about anything. It's just not athletics, right? No, not at all. Um, athletics is one thing we can do with our lives, one thing we can find meaning in, uh, one thing we can find enjoyment in. But the, the qualities, that, you know, the condition of being tough and these things we're seeking and developing apply to every single aspect of our lives. Uh, you know, it, it comes down to the most elemental um, experiences, the way that we, the attitude we have about things, the way that we interpret events, uh, and therefore, you know, how we feel about them, whether or not we enjoy them, whether or not we're capable of learning anything from them and actually developing as a person, 
um, versus kind of cowering in the corner and waiting for the hard times to pass. Our guest is Greg Everett. His book is called Tough, Building True Mental, Physical, and Emotional Toughness for Success and Fulfillment. His website is linked up at coasttocoastam.com. You talk about the four C's of toughness in your book, Greg. Go through those for us. So I covered the first two a moment ago. So that's our character and capacity, or excuse me, capability. The third one is capacity, and that is what most of us, you know, typically call resilience. Um, but my issue with resilience is resilience really is, is the ability to return to our original condition following some kind of traumatic event. And that's a good start, of course. We want to survive this thing and at least get back to our baseline. But when I'm talking about capacity, what I want to do is actually take advantage of whatever adverse situation we're experiencing and exploit it in any way we possibly can to actually get better from it. All right? So we're not just surviving something. We're not riding out the storm in the, in the cellar. Uh, we're actually thriving through it and in the wake of it, and we're learning what we can from it. And so that takes that attitude I talked about a moment ago of looking at what can I use this for? What can I do with this? Uh, you know, how can I turn this into an opportunity rather than just you know, hunkering down and suffering through it uh, in a more passive way? And then the final one is commitment. And this is uh, a, a pretty encompassing topic here, but uh, this includes things like discipline and, and you know, uh, habit building, routines, lifestyle, that sort of thing. But ultimately what it comes down to is that if you have these first three things nailed down, but you do not have the commitment element, you're not willing to actually put these things to use to achieve anything meaningful or significant. Uh, so that means that all of those previous things have just become a private fantasy. It's just something you tell yourself, something you tell yourself you can do, something you tell yourself you are. But as soon as those things are actually challenged and you're required to step up and do something about it, you fail to. And so that's the lack of commitment. And that's why that's such an important part of it all. Greg, what are some of the things people face where toughness is so important in their regular lifestyle? The death of a loved one, perhaps, a breakup of a relationship. What other things? Oh, yeah, things like that. But even, even the simpler day-to-day things and, and simply um, standing up for your values and what you believe. I mean, think about how many times you've been in a social situation and you find yourself just quietly nodding along to something someone is saying that you mm-hmm. vehemently disagree with. But you're unwilling to put yourself out there because you're not entirely secure uh, in that identity, and you're not willing to, to, and it's not that you have to fight people on this stuff, it's not a combative adversarial sort of thing, but when you're truly secure in that identity, you have that, that character thing dialed down, you can express what you think, what you feel in a, a non-adversarial sort of way, uh, you know, to defend it, to stand up for what you believe. You can go out there, you can actually stand up for other people who are incapable of doing that. Um, and it is, you know, death of a loved one, difficulties at work, anything that is challenging your ability to uh, I- enjoy your life, right, is, is essentially something that this, the idea of toughness is going to help you through because it's changing the way that you're viewing these things and it's providing you a sense of agency and this, this knowledge that you are responsible for the course of your life and therefore you are seeking uh, action to take. Even if those mm-hmm. actions are not overt physical actions, they may be simply uh, changing the way you're thinking, changing 
the way you're viewing something, and that allows us to experience these things in a totally different way that can, while it's still going to be difficult, right, losing someone you care about is never going to be easy, but you can get through that in a way that ultimately is not going to crush you and, uh, you know, may provide you some value in terms of insight. How do you train someone to be tough without them being mean or a bully or anything like that? Well, first you educate them and explain to them that those things have nothing to do with being tough. And again, you know, you look at the the, the classic, uh, you know, bully story, and if you allow that to actually play out to its logical conclusion, it always ends in the bully being exposed as a coward, right? It's, it's someone who is incredibly insecure. Yes. Um, and they are really overplaying uh, this, what they think is the kind of tough guy persona. And they're really not tough at all. No, but they're so terrified uh, of being exposed as cowards, as, as being vulnerable, as being weak, that they have to put on this show. Uh, and so that's number one, is, is, is a truly tough person will never tell you how tough he or she is. Uh, they don't have to, first of all. But second of all, um, they're not interested in getting credit or recognition for it. It's just who they are. It's just like I don't go around bragging about having brown hair. It's just what it is. Uh, and so it really is a, a totally different mindset, and, it, and, and being truly tough uh, is totally incompatible with acting tough outwardly. What has been the toughest thing you've gone through on your own? Oh, well, uh, you know, that you quite can a share few with different us. things, but uh, I would say if I had to actually choose one, it would be dealing with uh, drug addiction uh, in mm-hmm. my younger years. and you know, spending quite a few years trying to come out the other end of that um, because it required a lot of really fundamental remodeling of my life and changing, you know, in, entirely how I was approaching my own life, the way I was thinking about things, who I was spending time with, um, and, you know, cutting essentially everybody I knew at that point out of my life permanently. So it was it took some very serious, very extensive uh, change to get through that. How old were you then? Uh, this was, you know, from my early teenage years until uh, my early 20s. Uh, so, you know, 23, 24 was probably when I finally started wrapping that stuff up. Did you do this on your own to fight it, or did you have help? I did it completely on my own, and I don't necessarily recommend that to everybody. Um but that is what worked for me. That is what I found I had to do. Uh, and if people have to remember that there's no shame in seeking help for that stuff or anything else. Um, that is absolutely the best thing to do in so many cases. So you really have to find the structure and the system that works best for you um, rather than trying to subscribe to someone else's, uh, you know, whatever system worked for them. And so I don't think, you know, to use the, the parlance for the night, I don't think I'm tougher than someone else by doing it on my own than someone who, say, goes to a 12-step program or some kind of support group. Um, anyone who can get through something like that is, is has my respect for some toughness. What was it that had you hit the bottom, Greg, that made you realize, I got to pull out of this? I got to change? Well, it's a collection of experiences. I don't know that there was a single rock bottom. It's it's bouncing around a rocky bottom for a while, I think, in a lot of cases. You know, things like um, 
being incapable of going into my job because I had been up for two days doing cocaine. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, I, I couldn't be bothered to, to pull away from that to go try to, you know, keep my job. So things like that, I think it's, for many people, maybe it's more dramatic to think of this one awful experience that, that finally does it for them. But I think a lot of times it really is the accumulation of uh, many experiences over time. And it's just that constantly building burden that you're carrying. Uh, and, and finally, you know, the classic uh, straw that breaks the camel's back sort of situation. Well, you're lucky you stopped when you did. You probably wouldn't even be here talking to me tonight. You'd be dead. Very likely, yeah. That is a real possibility. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.